0: Hello, and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for April 19th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, got three new videos up on the blog. Um, uh, get to uh, this uh, tomorrow's UFC show in a minute, but uh, let's cover the videos. Uh, the first one is from last Saturday's. UFC show in Atlanta. It is Poliana Battello versus Lauren Mueller. And this fight was at uh, flyweight. Now the weight cut to strawweight was giving Poliana problems, so she decided to move up to flyweight. She fought at flyweight before she came to the UFC. So she trains at Nova União in Brazil with uh, Andre Pedernaris. She is mainly a striker, but Poliana said during the week Uh, fight week that she has been training with UFC bantamweight Ketlin Vieira to improve her ground game. And that could pay dividends in the future because Ketlin is on the verge of being an elite fighter. Now, Lauren is also a striker. She trains at Alliance in San Diego with Eric Del Fierro. Now, both fighters are coming off of losses. So which one will bounce back? And Poliana could very well be a different fighter at flyweight. Now, a minute into round one, Poliana hit a body kick that really hurt Lauren, and so she tried to hide it, but Poliana went after her and scored a takedown. As far as I know, that's the first time I've seen her go for a takedown when she's in the UFC. So that, that's the training with, with Ketlin that I think is, is going to help her. Now, she didn't do much with it, but her top control was enough to win the round 10 to 9. Round 2 was very similar though by the end of the round Poliana was getting tired and trying to kill time in the clinch. Now I also scored that round 10 9 for Poliana. So now Lauren needs a finish. Peterniris told Poliana that she's winning and she just needs to kill time. So she tries to do that mostly with clinching on the fence, fence but the ref keeps breaking it up, so Lauren is scoring with strikes. She knocks Poliana down, and instead of letting her get up so she can hit her some more, she follows her to the mat, and she goes into full guard. So that was a particularly huge mistake, because Poliana was able to hold on to win the fight 29-28. Uh, if she lets her get up, she maybe you know, try, can knock her out. You know, or something like that, but she didn't do that. It was this awful mistake. Now, all three judges uh, scored uh, the fight 29-28. I don't know if Lauren could have finished her, but her chances were better standing. Uh, she should be kicking herself for that mistake. Now, I did see some improvement in po- from Poliana, especially in attempting takedowns. Now what she does, needs to do is work on submissions, and she needs to work on her endurance, too. Uh, I think w- training with Ketlin... Has helped her already Okay, so the other two videos are from the WWE uh, the first one Is from Tuesday's Smackdown and as you probably know we had the Superstar Shakedown on Smackdown this week. So the match video that I posted is Kyrie, Sane, Asuka, Bayley and Ember Moon versus the Iconics Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville Okay, so Last week, Paige announced that she has a tag team to challenge the Iconics for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Um, As I said on my podcast, I expected Kyrie to get called up to the main roster. And um, uh, I didn't know who the partner would probably, but Asuka was an obvious choice. Now, they started this with a rather lengthy talking segment. I mean started with Becky Lynch. Now, since Becky won at WrestleMania, she hasn't done any wrestling. She's done a lot of talking. So uh, she starts doing her usual shtick. And uh, what eventually happens, it's about a 10-minute segment, the talking. Eventually, what happens is um, uh, Ember Moon comes out to challenge Uh So she's moved from Uh, Raw to SmackDown and Bailey comes out as well she is also moved from Raw to SmackDown okay and then Paige comes out and as she comes out the uh, team of Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville come out and say well we don't need you Paige (laughs) and so they go to the ring as well so uh, Paige of course says no I am not you know presenting you guys I have another tag team that I want to present and allow you know allow I want to introduce the tag team and sure first she brings out Asuka which uh, I I wasn't sure if it was going to be Asuka or possibly Candice LeRae Uh, Nikki Cross is another possible and and, um, she brings out Asuka and then uh, she brings out Kyrie and Kyrie Saint, and Kyrie gets a huge reaction from the crowd because f- fans love her. Okay, and and they're going to be a fantastic team. And no, they have never worked together before. They they never they, they never even wrestled each other in Japan. So you have to remember that Kyrie worked exclusively for uh, stardom, and Asuka never worked for stardom. I mean, she. Uh, had uh, didn't she had when Stardom first started out started it was uh, you know the, the main person running things over there was Nana Takahashi and Asuka and Nani Takahashi are not buddies believe me anyways uh, they'll be fine okay so they turned this into an eight woman tag team match it was pretty clear that Bailey and Ember Moon did not want to be in this match they have no intention of teaming together. Bailey explicitly said that she's not involved in a tag team anymore. I mean, this has to do with her and Sasha losing the titles, and Sasha's gone AWOL for now. Uh, they attempt unsuccessfully to upstage the new team, but uh, Asuka, uh, among other things, does a funny spot where she waves at Mandy before doing the butt bump. Now, after Bailey gets some heat, Asuka tags in and cleans house. So, you know, everyone gets to hit their moves, which is pretty common for this kind of match. And then Asuka sets Peyton up for Kyrie's insane elbow. Uh, of course, that's what the crowd wants to see. So Kyrie flies through the air. Some guy told me it looks like she's hurting herself when she lands. No, she's been taught to do it safely, so it's not an issue. So she gets the in- elbow and she flies through the air and the match is over. So, I mean, these two are going to be a very exciting tag team. Now, the other video that I have is from uh, this week's episode of NXT. And what it basically is, is it's Kyrie's farewell match uh, to NXT. Okay. And it, it was taped actually last Wednesday. But by the time it aired on TV, she'd already been on SmackDown. So, eh, I don't know if I would have done it that way, but that's what they did. It's basically a a blow-off match, okay? Um, The the, the stipulation here is that if Kyrie doesn't win, she doesn't get another title shot, okay? So, what it really is is a blow-off match that will set up Shayna's next program with Io Shirai. Now, as expected, the match is very competitive, now, all their matches have been pretty much the same, and, and it works, so keep doing it the same way. Shayna thinks that she can bully cute little Kyrie, but Kyrie is much tougher than Shayna thinks. Now, the end of the match comes. It's back and forth as you would normally expect with, with these two. The end comes when Kyrie misses a flying elbow outside the ring and seems to injure her elbow. She doesn't really, but she makes it look that way. So they want to really sell... This injury, so the ref calls a trainer out to see if the match should be stopped. Shayna drags Kyrie into the ring to torture her, and then Kyrie Kyrie sells this 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 torture like she's being murdered. The, the selling is the best thing about this match. It, it's just unbelievable what Kyrie will do, but Shayna can't finish her. She keep Kyrie keeps kicking out. Okay, finally. Eo Shirai comes to, down to the ring to protect Kyrie, and Shayna wins by DQ. Then Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir pull Eo out of the ring and force her to watch Shayna's torture of Kyrie. So they go off the air with a close-up of Eo. so it's obvious where they're, they're going with this. Now, afterwards, the full sale crowd, this was not on air, but afterwards, the full sale crowd gave Kyrie a standing ovation as a farewell to NXT. Now, the, the, the WWE uh, has posted a video on their performance, WWE Performance Center YouTube channel. Uh, after the match, Kyrie went backstage and said her goodbyes. To the women's locker room. Uh, it's on the YouTube channel, so be sure to check it out. It's definitely worth checking out. She uh, gives a big hug to uh, uh, Io Shirai, of course, and then Dakota Kai, who uh, had already posted on Twitter that how much she loves Kyrie. And then uh, coming in is uh, her second best friend, I guess you might call her, is uh, Li Xia- uh, Xiao Li who is the, uh, Chinese, uh, chi- the uh, Chinese wrestler. She's from mainland China. And they have an extended uh, farewell. And Kairi uh, basically encourages her, tells her, you can do this. I want you to be champ. Now, this, um, when, uh, the thing I wanted to put, I wanted to put this into context a little bit because when Io came to uh, 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 the WWE, uh, Kyrie said in an interview uh, i believe it was in japan she said that uh, she was getting very uh, uh, lonesome in florida and the reason was that she really didn't have anyone there that she could speak japanese to um you say well where were all the japanese wrestlers who are in the wwe well they're all on the main roster and they're not at the performance center they're traveling every week so they weren't there so uh what happened is that, um, of course, Xiao Li, she is uh, from China. Uh, uh, she's a tremendous athlete. She actually owns a gym in China. And she was, of course, running into the same thing where she could not speak her language to anybody there. So they became friends over this. Okay? And so, yes, Io Shirai is Kairi's best friend, but so is uh, Xiao Li. All right? And, and in fact, the WWE last year even uh, sent Kyrie and Xiaoli on a Hawaiian holiday. They were in Hawaii for a week. And the reason I know this is because they posted on Instagram that, uh, some pictures from the trip. So uh, it's, really, it's a really nice video. It'll make you want to cry, okay? They're co- trying to congratulate uh, Kyrie for getting the call to SmackDown, but she's telling Xiao Li, "Hey, keep your chin up. I know you can do it. You know, and stuff like that." So um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I want to cry now after after that. It's pretty. It's pretty good. So this is the type of person that Kyrie Sane is. Okay. Everyone who, even when Kenny Omega was being interviewed by a, about AEW, he told him he wants a Kyrie Sane in the women's locker room because she's the nicest person in the world. Okay, so that's what that's how highly most of the uh, WWE uh, locker room and pretty much anybody she's ever come across in pro wrestling think of her. And to boot, she's a fantastic performer. So in this match here that she did with Shayna, I mean, she sells the beating like she's getting murdered. But if you watch this week's SmackDown, then you'll know that Kyrie is fine. She just did a fantastic selling job. So now we get to see her each week on SmackDown, teaming with Asuka. And we all know what they can do. I mean, they'll go to uh, um, house shows now and, and work as a team and, and practice. And... Um, And, you know, they look pretty good even last week. They look pretty good even uh, this week. And they're just going to get better once they get used to each other because that's the first time they ever worked as a team. You know, so I'm really stoked about this because you're talking about putting together two of the best performers in the world. And the bottom line is this. As I said before about Kyrie and Io Shirai, we always say pro wrestling is not ballet, but when performers are as, as graceful and as, uh, um, and as accomplished as Asuka and Kairi Sane, they make it look like ballet. You know? So I'm really stoked for this team. I, I just think they're just going to be fantastic together, and fans are going to go crazy for them. Okay, anyway, all three of those videos are up on the blog, so make sure you check them out. All right, this weekend, uh, tomorrow to be exact, uh, t- tomorrow morning to be exact, we have UFC on ESPN Plus 7 at the Ublini Sports Palace in St. Petersburg, Russia. Okay, and there's one women's match on the show. Now, the main card for this show starts at 10 a.m eastern time so that means that this match will probably air around 10 30. now where it's going to air in the u.s it's on espn plus in canada it'll be on ufc fight pass tsn is not carrying any european shows whatsoever so the match is a flyweight match it's antonina shevchenko versus roxanne Modafferi, and of course antonina is um, the older sister of UFC flyweight champion, Valentina Shevchenko. Is she, so is she any good? And I'm not really sure if she's any good. I, I don't think so. I think basically she's a very similar uh, fighter to, uh, uh, to Valentina. And um, the only thing, so she's mainly a kickboxer. And the only thing is she's not as experienced as Valentina, which means she's not as good. So I think she's kind of like a carbon copy, uh, but she's just not as good. Like, I, I'm not convinced she's a UFC caliber fighter. Like she hasn't beaten anybody good yet. Okay? And, yeah, you know, who knows what will happen. Now, Roxanne has been around for years. We all know Roxanne. So she, uh, you know, she finally made it to the UFC after Tough 26. Um, you know, uh, she's a mid-card fighter, really. Uh, She's been around a long time, spent many years in Japan, but in the end, she's not a top fighter, and she probably never will be. And in this particular case, I think she's a little bit of a gatekeeper, where uh, she's good enough that we may get a handle on whether Antonina is really good or not, because her competition so far in the UFC, I mean, she had the one fight at the uh, Dana White Contender Series, and she's had one fight in the UFC. I, I don't think either fighter that she faced in those fights are any damn good. So I don't know if Antonina is that good, but uh, we may get a better handle on whether she is. If she wins a fight, if she wins decisively, that's one thing, but my, my sense is that this fight will go the distance and be a, be a very close fight. I, I don't expect a finish here. I don't think either of these fighters is capable of, of a finish. All right? Okay, so that's tomorrow morning. Uh, do have one change on a, a, an upcoming UFC fight, and that'll be on next week's uh, UFC Fort Lauderdale show. It's supposed to be uh, Jessica Penne uh, versus Jody Escabel and uh, uh, Jessica has dropped out of the fight and uh, stepping in on short notice will be um, uh, Angela Hill. Now, though, yes, Angela is actually teammates with Jessica, so I'm not sure what the problem is with Jessica. Keep in mind that before her last fight, she came off of a drug suspension. So uh, I haven't heard what the problem is, whether she's injured or whatever, uh, but uh, it'll be Angela Hill uh, next week uh, facing Jody Escabel. It doesn't make me... Want to see the fight anymore? Because I don't think either of them are very good. Okay, so this is it. that's it for today. That's it for today. Uh, again, don't forget to check out my videos at uh, frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, I'm going to be back, I think, on Sunday with the review of uh, the match that's on tomorrow, and I'm also going to uh, planning to take a uh, uh, do an analysis of uh, the upcoming Invicta show, which I've been trying to avoid because. I don't like one-night tournaments very much, I'm gonna, but I'm going to talk about why I don't like them and why I think they're a bad idea. But uh, I'll, uh, uh, I, I, I plan to write about that show tomorrow. Okay. So uh, if you have any questions or comments uh, about, uh, uh, for me, you can uh, leave your message on the, uh, on the uh, Anchor voicemail. If you want to subscribe to the blog, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcasts. Um, uh, iTunes and Spotify. Uh, Enjoy the fights. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you later.